There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. In April of 2022, the Manassas Community Baptist Church of Blaine, Pennsylvania, hosted our King James Bible Conference. Pastor John Asquith, who is the pastor of the Black Creek Baptist Church in Black Creek, New York, was our guest speaker for three nights of conference. We've taken these messages and we've broken them into 15 podcasts, so that'll be three weeks, approximately 15 minutes per day, of King James Bible instruction and teaching. And Brother John deals with the history of the King James Bible. He deals with the authority of the King James Bible. And then, lastly, he deals most of all, most importantly of all, I should say, He deals with what the King James Bible can do for you. And so I pray these messages are a help. I pray that they're a blessing to each of you as you listen to the conference. All right. Well, we're going to start again. Yesterday we were on that idea of uh, what the Word of God is, and really yesterday still today because I'm still behind the same pulpit. All right. But we were just looking at how important the words of God is and what they've done on a national level. You know, years ago, England made it a national desire of theirs to put the Word of God into their tongue. It's no coincidence that English has become the language that it has around the world. Do you realize there are more speakers of English in China than there are in North America? Over 300 million people in China are certified to speak English on a business level. And I remember years ago, living in Athens, Greece, and I had to call a house that housed Russian Jews who had lived in Israel. And the house was owned by a Swedish mission, but it was run by a German couple. And it was the middle of Athens, Greece, and I was calling, wonder what language they talk in. And they said, hello, can we help you? Why? Because English is the international language, okay? Why is it the international language? Well, it's one of the effects of a, of a group of people deciding to make the Word of God important on a national level. And when our forefathers came to this country, they brought the Word of God with them, and they made the Word of God important. And when the Word of God was important in this country, God gave great grace to this country. Okay? Now, there are a series of things that happen in a nation that forgets the Word of God. Okay? One of them is God turns them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are inconvenient. What does that mean? It means that all the sins of sodomy begin to come out. Keep this in mind again. No one gets punished by God for being a sodomite. Being a sodomite is the punishment. Okay? For this cause, God turned them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are inconvenient. Okay? God did that. And again... I'm not throwing stones at those people. I've never gone around persecuted a person like that. Right. In fact, you know what the Apostle Paul said? He said, such were some of you. Amen. Okay, such were some of you. 
If I were to go through the Black Creek Baptist Church and shoot everybody that crossed the wrong sexual aisles, we wouldn't have many people left. That's just a mark of the destruction of what's going on in America today. Okay, I believe in the healing that God can give through it, through the Word of God. All right. So again, God wants you to know that you don't live by bread only. You live by every word that He says. So the question is, how do I find every word that God says? How can I live any other way? Okay. You know, one of the problems with some of these wacko diets that people get on, okay, um, is quite often they're missing certain nutrients. Certain vitamins aren't in that diet. Certain things are deficient. Sometimes when a, a famine has gone through a land and people have only eaten certain things, they suffer. Uh, the British sailors, for example, they're called limeys because they learned you had to put limes on board for them to eat because they got rickets otherwise without having vitamin C in them, all right? So the thing is, what would happen if you didn't have every word of God? You'd have a deficiency. You wouldn't have everything that God wants you to have. And so what we're going to look at today is, is it possible, and we're going to be looking at this really as far as the podcast is concerned, we're going to be looking at it, and as far as we're concerned, in the next three days here, we're going to be looking at, is it possible that in the year 2022 to have every word that God said? Yes. Is that possible? Okay. And go with me, if you would, to Exodus chapter 19. I didn't grow up with the Bible. I grew up in the Roman Catholic Church. I had a pretty good set of parents. And, but I didn't grow up with the Bible. I shamed my parents in much of my life and much of what I did. Lived far beneath any standard they ever gave me. And so, it's not that I was prone to even wanting to learn to read a Bible. I remember uh, one time finding a Bible in the attic and reading it for a little while. I got as far as Genesis and the story of Noah, and I thought that was foolish. And I put it aside. thought, that's dumb. And, uh, you know, who could be this ignorant? Later on, uh, when I was pretty miserable, basically living on the streets, um, I got a hold of a copy of a New Jerusalem Bible, which at that time the Catholic Church thought was a pretty good Bible. Okay? And I remember reading probably all the way up into somewhere in the second or third book of the Bible, and it was all confusion to me. My mind was on drugs anyway, and so I put that aside. And then later on, when I was in the military, I got a hold of a Good News for Modern Man, and I read that through four times. I was in a in a kind of a remote location up on a mountaintop, and uh, so I read it through four times, and uh, the next Bible I read was the New American Standard Version. I read that through one and a half times, okay? Uh, today I use a King James Bible. I'll go into later why I do that, but the idea is, is this, that I didn't grow up with a Bible. This isn't like some deep cultural tradition that I have, okay, that I would have a Bible. God had to show me that. I was an evolutionist. Today, I know that there's no such thing as a two-celled animal. Okay? There's never been a two-celled animal. There's never been a four-celled animal. There's never been an eight-celled animal. There's never been a 16-celled animal. There's never been a 32-celled animal. There's never been a 64-celled animal. All right? Never been 128. I can even go to 256. All right? But the thing is, none of those animals ever existed. We're not missing one or two missing links. We're missing basically about 100,000. Okay? Now, I just want you to think about this. You can go out in the fossil record, and you can find fossils of one-celled animals in almost every era of how they label Earth history. 
How come you can't find a two-celled animal? If one-celled animals became two-celled animals, don't you think the fossil record would just be teeming with those? Why aren't there any fossils of four-celled animals? Go ask a biologist how a four-celled animal would even work. Okay? They don't know. That's just something they made up, and it's a fable they teach in schools, and they just feel an awful lot about, better about themselves, all right, because they don't believe they're accountable to God. Okay? But I was dumb enough to believe that one. I'm dumb isn't the word. I don't want to say that. That's probably a mistake on my part. I was gullible enough. Okay? It fit well with my desires to be able to do whatever I wanted to do. Okay? So the thing is, I once thought that way, and then later on realized, oh, you know, I'll never forget listening to a guy one time. He said, there's one thing that Adolf Hitler, Ho Chi Minh, Mao Zedong had in common, and Fidel Castro. They were all evolutionists who believed that they were perpetuating evolution and making it better. And I'll never forget that, okay? The men who, who created the United States of America were men who believed they were created by God. They believed they were accountable to God, okay? That's what they believed. And if you were to find the nations on this earth that people want to live in. Now, years ago, I was in the Philippines, and as I traveled through the Philippines with my hosts, we would go to villages, and there, one of the first things that would happen is someone from the local school would come, hearing there was an American there, and they'd say, would you please come and speak to our school? So I would go to that school, and keep this in mind, the Philippines is a wonderful place, and you'd go in and talk about the politest students, you'd walk into a room, every student would stand up, welcome visitor, and they'd say it in unison, and they might be just as poor as church mice, but everyone just squeaky clean and no bad smells or anything of that sort. Um, and we would have an assembly, and they would get everybody together, and the distinguished guest from America, see this is the first time I've been a distinguished guest, right? But the distinguished guest from America would speak, and what do you say to these people, all right? And here's what I would say. I would ask them, I'd say, hey, what if you were kicked out of the Philippines today? Where would you want to go live? Well, they all want to go to America, all right? I said, well, we're not going to let you go there. Where do you want to go? They think a moment. Canada, all right? We're not going to let you go to Canada. Where do you want to go? All right, Australia. Well, we're not going to let you go there. All right, New Zealand. I'll let you go there. Now you start getting some diverse answers. Holland, you know, Sweden. And, you know, they, they begin to pick around, you know, South Africa, they begin to pick some like this. And after a while, I said, well, you know what you've all done? You have chosen nations that have, A, freedom. What do I mean? Is there perfect freedom in America? No. All right? If I walked in my skivvies down Main Street Blaine, they'd probably put me in jail, all right? And I'm glad, all right? I'm glad for that kind of thing. I'm glad we don't have some weirdo freedom or something like that. But when I talk about freedom, what I mean is that a crackpot is allowed to give his opinion. You realize there's countries where if a crackpot spoke, they'd put him in jail? Okay? Well, if they did that here, there wouldn't be anybody in Congress. Right? <laughs> but, but the idea is, the other thing is, our country has prosperity. What do you mean by that? Well, let me give you an idea. I didn't vote for President Bill Clinton. I wished he'd run again so I could vote against him again, all right? 
But I am, I love living in a country where a young man with a, a single mother grew up on welfare could become the president of the United States. I love that. I didn't vote for Barack Obama. I wish he'd run again so I could vote him against him again. But I love living in a country where the son of an African immigrant can become the president of the United States of America, okay? I love living in a country where people from the lowest can can work and by hard work and diligence raise themselves up. There are countries where that cannot happen, okay? You know, you're here in Pennsylvania, which basically means Penn's Woods, William Penn given all this. Do you realize there's areas this large in South America that still belong to the same families from 400 years ago, 300 years ago? Because there was no freedom there. They weren't taxed like anyone else and they still hold on to that land. And people still have to pay little tithes and money to them. Not in this country, okay? In this country, you know, you might be given a big boon, but you better learn how to hold on to it, you better learn how to earn it, and you better learn how to keep it, and you know what? The Penn family lost it all, and you guys got it, all right? But that's the way it is. You know why? Because it's a prosperous country. So then I asked him, I said, well, how did those countries get that way? And I said, let me give you rule number one. If a country today is free and prosperous, the Protestant Reformation must have been successful in that country. There are no exceptions to that. If the Protestant Reformation was successful in a country, today that country is free and it is prosperous. Okay? Those are two important things to remember. Then people say, well, how about uh, uh, Japan? It's free and prosperous today. The Protestant Reformation wasn't successful there. Now keep in mind, some countries are prosperous for a generation. Poland will be for one generation, then it's back in the doghouse. Argentina will do it for a little while, then they're back in the doghouse, okay? They can't ever keep it. Japan's kept it now for three generations. Why? Because American troops went in there and set their government up. And when you find a country like that, they're free and prosperous. So it's important to understand what are the foundational principles of a country that has freedom and prosperity because those are the very principles that are under attack today and there's no greater principle than to understand what the words of God are and knowing how to find the words of God and that you can have them and then to teach those words to your children. Now something that I talk about a lot in the Black Creek Baptist Church is just the idea that we're not going to change Washington, D.C., okay? That's not going to happen. 500,000 people went there, uh, you know, uh, uh, on January 6th or whatever else, and uh, they, they changed Washington? No. All right, it's just been turned into a big joke, all right? I remember when Ronald Reagan was elected, and they had all the Jerry Falwell stuff. People had their Jerry First lapel pins, and, and you know, everybody, we've come this far back, we're going to change America. They didn't change America. America changed the church. In New York, we're not going to change Albany. You're not going to change Harrisburg. You're not going to do it. You know what you can change? You can change your kitchen table into a place where God is honored. You can change your living room into a place where the Word of God is the most important thing that can be there. You can change your family into a place where your children know the Word of God and grow up with it, okay? Do you realize after 70 years of the Soviet Union, 
with no freedom of education, children taken out of their homes, put into these uh, schools where they try to find out, is there Christianity in your home? When it all fell apart, you know what? There were still believers. There were still children that held on to the faith of the Word of God. It still survived. There's no reason that you can't do that. Exodus chapter 19, verse 7. And Moses came and called for the elders of the people and laid before their faces all these words which the Lord had commanded him. And all the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. And Moses returned the words of the people unto the Lord. There they go. They heard God give those Ten Commandments. And they said, Hey, everything that God's spoken, we will do. And again, we're going to wrap up this podcast. How do you find what God spoke? There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord, as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal. Child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.